0: Today we continue our series entitled, Starts Here. And this morning, I have the opportunity to share with you how you can start right here, reaching the next generation. So take a moment now, prepare your heart for today's service. But last week, Pastor Javen uh, started this new series um, that was titled, Starts Here. And basically what we're looking at is discipleship missions, but just the thought that you don't have to go somewhere, it starts here, right? Right. And so one of the things, first things I want to do is ask you all a question is, and some of you may know this answer. Some of you have maybe don't know this answer. Some of you think about this question a lot. Some of you probably have never thought about this question before, but I want to challenge us all this morning with two questions to start us off. And what has God called you to do? What is the mission God has called you to? So think about that. What has God called you to? And what is the mission God has called you to? As a church, one of the things that we talk about is being disciple-making disciples. We want everyone to know about the good news of Jesus Christ, right? And what that starts off with is us knowing the good news in the gospel. We can't share something that we don't know about ourselves, right? So that's why it's important to come to church, to plug in, to connect, to be a part of a small group. Do more than just come to church, as we say sometimes, but get plugged in, get connected. And it's not about me, but it's about... We right, all right. Let's try that again. It's not about me. It's about we. There we go. Thank you. Um, one of the things that a statement Pastor Jay made last week that really stood out to me, and it goes really well with this message, is he said, "Don't miss the opportunities God has placed right in front of you." Right? We think we we overlook so many opportunities because it might not be the big thing. It may not be the the cool thing, but. But what if God has placed things right in front of you and we're overlooking them because it's not what we want? It might not be what we want to do. It may not be what we want to see, what we want to be a part of. But in the big picture, God has placed so many things right in front of you. So don't miss those opportunities. And one thing that from Pastor Javon's message, and I'm going to get on mine, but I just want to kind of recap. One thing that Pastor Javon talked about um, was how, was the better way, right? He used that phrase, the better way. And how you may think the better way is not the same way that I think is the better way. But the best way is to point others to Jesus Christ. And we need to be a people who are pointing others to Him. We have to look past ourselves and let Christ come in and transform our lives so that we can point others to Him. It's not about me. It's about... Oh. Come on, y'all. It's 923. Let's do this better. It's not about me. It's about... There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Didn't know how that was going to go, so that was great. Um, but in Matthew, <laughs> it did not go well the first time. In Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20, this is where we're going to start. And some of y'all know this passage. Some of y'all have read this. Some of y'all know it. But this is pretty much where, where Jesus, he, 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 he died on the cross. He rose. He came. Um, he met with um, the, the two ladies that were looking for him. They came to his tomb. He, he met them and he's like, hey, go tell the disciples to come meet me at Galilee. Then they go and they tell the disciples, the disciples come. And this is where we pick up in Matthew chapter 28. This is pretty much the last thing that Jesus instructs the disciples before he ascends to heaven. And in Matthew, in Matthew 28 verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, uh, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we see this last bit of encouragement from Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. Right? And then at the very end, he encourages them with something. And he's not just speaking to the disciples. But if we're disciples of Jesus, if we're followers of Jesus, then this is applying to us. This is speaking to us. So go out, make disciples of all nations, share the good news, share the gospel. But then at the very end, he encourages us with this. And I feel like sometimes we forget this. But he says, and surely I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. Sometimes we don't want to share about the good news because one, we feel like we're all alone. Two, we're worried about what other people are going to think. And three, we're probably afraid of being rejected. But what is most important is if we remember that last part. Remember, surely I am with you, even to the very end of the age. Jesus is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. If you share about him, he is with you. Right? So you shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't be afraid. And one of the things that I want us to look at and talk about this morning... Is this thought is that we're not going to love something that we're not passionate about? You're not going to want to share about something you're not passionate about. And for example, I don't know if there is there any sports fans in the room? Anyone? Sports fans? Anyone? Five? Okay, great. Um, okay. <laughs> there's, there's, never mind. Okay. All right. So, sports fans. All right. You are not going to share about your team. If you're not passionate about them, there was a time where I feel like everyone would, or a lot of people would say, oh yeah, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan because they're nearby. Anyone? Was that anyone? Is that just me? No? Some of you? Some of you non? Okay. All right, cool. So you say, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan. For those who don't know, their NBA team, not great at all. Um, and we would, people would say, oh yeah, I love the Charlotte, or who's your favorite team? Well, I like the Charlotte Hornets. Why? Right? You'd ask that question, why? And typically, well, you know, because they're nearby. You know, we're North, South Carolina, North Carolina. Like, they're right there. They're our team. No. No, 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 no. Then you have other people that say, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a Los Angeles fan. Why? Well, you know the king, LeBron. Get out. Right? And so, but just this thought, not just basketball, other sports, or even other things, if you're, if you're passionate about cooking, if you're, uh, if you're passionate about baking, that's what you're going to talk about. That's what you're going to share about. Because it's something you love. It's something you love to do. It's something you love to, to involve with other people. And that's what we ought to be talking about with Jesus. But the feel, I feel like sometimes the problem is, the reason we don't talk about Jesus a lot, we don't talk about the things that he has done in our lives, or we see him doing in other people's lives, is because we're not passionate about him. It's hard, and some of y'all know that I'm being real. But when you're passionate, when you love something, when you when you cannot get enough of something, you're going to be passionate about it. You're not going to want to keep it to yourself. You're going to want to share it with other people. And so that's what we're going to look at today. If you're not passionate about Jesus, you're not going to want to be a part of His mission. Some of you know what God has called you to do. Some of you know in your heart what you're supposed to do. But you're not passionate about Jesus. Therefore, you're not wanting to be a part of the things that He's called you to do. And one of the things I want us to look at today is, where is a good place to start? When we're talking about discipling, when we're talking about where to start, where is a good place to do that? Well, from from a youth pastor's perspective... It starts at home. Right? And I I think about this a lot. What you don't don't do in private, you're surely not going to have the confidence to do in public. If you're not praying in your own home, if you're not reading God's word in your own home, if you're not talking about Jesus in your own home, surely you're not going to have the confidence to do it in public. If you can't do it with your own family, you're surely not going to do it with a stranger. When is a good time to start? Right now. If you know in your heart that God has called you to live a life different, just like Paul talks about, he, he, Paul would refer to himself as apostle of Jesus Christ, someone who is set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. If, if God has called you to live a, your life differently from the world, to live set apart, to do things differently, to love differently, to be there for people differently, why not share that? Why not share the reason? Why not share the purpose? So this morning, I'm not just talking to the people I'm about to list, but the people I'm about to list, I need y'all to really take some of this stuff to heart. So if you are a parent, if you're a grandparent, if, in, if you're anyone that has kids or involved with kids, part-time, full-time, part of your mission, because that's what we're talking about, part of your mission is to help disciple the next generation. Even the people I did not list... If you don't have kids yet, if you don't want kids, there's some in the room. If you're not a grandparent yet, if you don't, if if kids are not even anywhere near your vicinity, where you are, I'm still talking to you. Okay? Because at the end of the day, we are all called to love, to care, and to be there, and to disciple the next generation. And this morning, we're going to look at how we can do that. We're going to talk about ways that that can impact the next generation and also how that can impact you. The young people in your life are looking for people to set the example for them. And church, let me be the first to say, if you don't do it, someone else will. If you don't set the example for your children, your grandchildren, your part-time, your full-time kids, the kids that live next door, the friends of your children, the kids at the grocery store. Well, Pastor Caleb, how in the world am I going to set the example for the kid at the grocery store? Don't get upset when the lines are long. Don't get upset when you go to Walmart and ain't nobody checking out. Your life can either set a good example for what it looks like to be a Christ follower, or it can set a really poor example. You get the choice each and every day. And some days, I get it. I get it. You may be having a bad day. Some days you may be having a great day, and it's easier. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be someone watching you. Whether they know you're a Christian or not, whether they know you go to church or not, whether they know you're a part of that small group or not, they're watching. They're watching how people conduct themselves, how they love, how they how they talk, how they act. And why not take a chance and say that your life could make the difference in someone else's. Every young person They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. They want to be taught. And they want to be seen. We ought to be setting the best example for kids like that. Hey, I see you, dude. I love you. I'm there for you. I'll be there for you. I I want to talk to you. Me and and Rachel, we were at Chick-fil-A last week. Amen. And um, good place to go. I recommend it. Um, And we were at Chick-fil-A and there was this little boy... And, and listen, being a, being a young dad now and us being young parents, it's been very emotional, um, if you know or can imagine. Um, but we've started to see and hear things a little differently now. And one thing that when we were at Chick-fil-A, we were sitting there and um, this, this little boy, he just, you could just hear him, Mama, Mama, watch. Mama, 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 watch. Mama, Mama, watch. I turn around. I was about to lose my mind. I said, Woman, if you don't watch your son, I'm about to like rip out in Chick fil A. And, uh, but, but I didn't do that. That's, you know, what I wanted to do. But we just sit there and we just kind of watch and, and this, and we turn around. The mom's literally just on her phone. Not trying, try, not trying to knock anybody. But all this little boy wanted was for his mom to watch him. Just look at him. Just see what he's doing. And so, Actually, it was kind of humorous because I had this picture. I had this picture and I want to share it with y'all. Um, now, given, I don't know the backstory. Mr. Me and Mr. Andy were kind of, he was picking on me in the back. He said, hey, you don't know. Maybe they just need a break. Maybe they just spent two hours of quality time, family time together. I don't know. But when I see this picture, it, it kind of hurts. You know? Not, not that there's not important things you have to do as parents, as leaders, as grandparents. But at the end of the day, your child should never get neglected like this. And when I say neglected, I know that's a big word, like a, not in a negative way, or, you know what I'm trying to say, but all this baby wants is to probably spend time with her mom and daddy, right? But there's something more important in that moment. It's whatever's on their phones. And I know I've been, when we've been out places and I know that I've looked at a dinner table with young people high schoolers middle schoolers and their families and it's like they're trying to enjoy a meal but yet everyone's on their phones and this is why why i'm saying this because this is going back to what pastor javen said last week don't miss the opportunities that are right in front of you that text might can wait you know that email might can wait that facebook post can wait to be posted like no one cares that much about your life um But, but, don't miss the opportunities that are right in front of you. Kids are, kids are looking for someone to set the example for them. I think about Paul and Timothy. Paul, uh, y'all know Paul, he took, uh, he started, he was preaching, sharing the good news. He took this young man by the name of Timothy under his wing. He began to disciple him to teach him all the things that, that Jesus had, had, taught him and the insight that he had. And one of the things that he taught Paul, or I'm sorry, Paul taught Timothy, um, was how we need to set the example for others, right? He encouraged him by saying, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set the example for the believers with your speech, your conduct, your love, your faith and your purity. Those five things, those aren't the only things that we need to set the example for, but those five things seem to be pretty important, right? And they kind of cover all the others. But set the example with your with your speech, how you talk to people, how you talk about people, because that's something too. Listen, I know I get. In, I, I <laughs> there was one time, Yeah, I got some good stories. Um, there was this there was this one time we were uh, I'm not going to say who it was because um, it was family, but at the end of the day we were we were somewhere uh, we were at the water park enjoying our time and. Um, I had a friend who went down the, the water slide and we got down and, you know, we, we as kids, you know, you, we do stupid stuff, right? Everyone knows. And so we, we went down the slide too quick because you're supposed to wait. We said, man, we ain't wait. We're going together. We, woof, and we go down the slide and uh, we go back up and the guy's like, hey, if y'all do that again, you're done. And we're like, okay, cool. That's fine. Whatever. We're just seeing if we could do it. So we go down again, do it right. We come down. The boy's telling his mom, he's like, yeah, this man said like we, he's going to kick us out. She said, no, he didn't. And she walks up that slide or walks up the stairs and we could hear from the bottom. She's like cussing this man out, chewing him out, like going off. She comes back down. She's like, we're leaving. We're done. Right. A few, a few months, a few weeks later, maybe my my buddy's like, Hey, I can't hang out. I got in trouble. It's like, what the world? It's Like, yeah, my mom caught me cussing and I got in trouble. It's like, didn't she teach you how to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and wh- why I say that is because they're listening. How you, when, you, when you gossip about your friends at work, you're teaching your kids how to gossip. When you lie to someone to their face and your kids know you're lying, you're teaching them how to lie. Your kids are watching. The young people around you are watching. They're listening. They're seeing how you talk to people. They see how you act. Set the example with your actions. They see how you treat others. They see how you handle situations with your love. They see how you love people or you don't love people. They see when your faith is tested how you respond. All young people have questions. They need answers. I had a student one time that loved asking questions. Loved asking questions. And in the moment, in the moment, it was like, dude, if you don't stop asking questions, my goodness, like, just, just, let's go. Let's do it. Let's find out together. This young man had questions like crazy. And it took a lot of maturity for me to realize and recognize, hey, if I don't answer his questions, someone else will. He's looking to me to answer those questions and I'm not doing a very good job. I'm really letting him down. I'm ignoring him, I'm pushing him aside because I don't have, I, don't, I really don't care about the questions he's asking but at the end of the day that thought of, well if I'm not going to answer him someone else will changed the way I see that a lot and the same for your children same for those around you don't be afraid of not having the answers because if you don't know the answer that gives y'all a perfect opportunity to find out together work together to find the solution. Um, All children are part of the mission of God to go and make disciples. And in Mark 10, chapter 13, verse 16, this is what it says. It says, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. One of the things that really stood out to me in this, this passage in verse 13, where it is when it starts, it says, people were bringing little children to Jesus and if you think about that from a parent perspective a grandparent perspective it's basically saying hey you need to bring them to Jesus but the disciples who should have been welcoming them making a way making a path and easy access they started to rebuke them to turn them away to push them back and Jesus got very upset by this right everyone the world is going to really try to keep your children from Jesus they're going to push them back, they're going to push you back they're going to come up with things that make Jesus not sound appealing, not sound fun not sound good but it's your responsibility to bring your children to Jesus because once you get them there, guess what Jesus got it Jesus can do the rest He just needs you to bring them to Him. Because what does it say? Jesus wrapped His arms around them, laid His hands on them, and He blessed them. But it started when the parents brought them to Jesus. And Jesus says, let all the little children come to Me. He didn't turn anybody away. He said, let them all come to Me. Jesus' ministry was not hindered by children. It was extended to children. The children were not a distraction The children were a blessing. How can you point the next generation to Jesus? How can they be a part of His mission? And I think about a few things even here at the church. We have youth environments, we have children environments. And one of the biggest things is you got to get them to Jesus, bring them to Jesus. Because when they get to those places, they may not want to, they may be a little hesitant something new something different I hear this all the time but mom I don't know nobody there well how you know you ain't been there how you know but how can you get involved you can volunteer you can love look y'all and this ain't a volunteer pitch this is a real thing these kids need you because y'all know if, you, if you're parents or you have kids whether they're part time or full time or grandkids or whatever it takes a village it's hard to do it by yourself. It is, but when you come and be a part, bring your children, be a part. They're getting Jesus in a different way. Then when you pick them up, don't just say, "All right, y'all, we going to Mickey D's drive through. Let's get on home so mom and dad can get a nap." No, what'd y'all talk about in kids' church? What'd y'all talk about in youth tonight? Share with me. Let's talk about it. What'd y'all think about Sunday morning? What Pastor Javen talked about. What y'all think about the message? Don't let it just stop when you, when you leave out these doors. Let it go out with you. Because if it just stays here, what good is it? A feel-good moment? Something that spoke and stirred in your heart just for 30, 45 minutes? But take it. Apply it. Talk about it. Connect about it. Conversate about it. There's some things in, in our community in ways that you can encourage your. Even you and your family and your children to get involved. There's organizations in our community like the Jackson Teen Center that reach out to to numerous young people each and every day from right across, literally right down the street from Camden High. There's Big Brother, Big Sister. You can foster, you can adopt. There's a FCA in, the, in, in every school. Um, one of the biggest things, if you go to a high school or middle school, or any, literally any school right now and say, hey, what's your biggest need? They're going to say, hey, we need subs. Teachers are out. People don't want to be here. But we need people to come in and love on these kids and take care of them for a little bit. How can you get involved? Here's some ways. You can also get involved, like I said, here at the church. Youth ministry. Kids ministry. In the nursery. Look, everybody loves babies, but they ain't the only kids. Alright? You know what I'm saying? Got two thousand women lined up to be in the nursery, but we got other, we got other kids. They different ages. Men, listen. I know a lot of young people in this house that do not have a, a good father figure in their life. You could be that for them. You can. Don't let that intimidate you. Don't be. Oh, men don't do that. Men don't help in kids' church. Men don't help in youth ministry. Yes, they do, and they're they're very vital. They're needed. These young ladies, these young men, they need someone to step up and say, hey, I will be that father figure for you. I will show you the way to talk to people, the way to act around people, the way to love people. I'll do that for you. It starts with you. What has God called you to do? How has God called you to reach and disciple this next generation? So I want to close... With these last few points right here, I got one little, one last story that I want to share and it's really close to my heart but but like I said, I want to end this right here. it says, um, like said I'm sorry, like I was saying, it starts with you. It starts with you individually, right? Because like I said, if you yourself don't have a good relationship with Jesus, it's got to start with you. So what can you do? Spend time with God, spend time in his word. Mm-hmm. Spend time with others. Well, Caleb, I don't. Know, I don't even know where to start. Hey, I got. I know. Hey, I know. A, I know a big group of people. Every Sunday, they get together. They come in a room. They worship Jesus. They talk about Jesus. Why don't you come? Talk to someone in that room that might can help you. If you look around to your left and your right, I guarantee there's someone in this room that can connect with you and to help you and to teach you. If any, if no one else will, I got you. Just come talk to me. I may not have all the answers. But we'll figure it out. But it starts with you. Then it it goes to your family. Because once you're passionate about Jesus. Once you get passionate about Jesus. You're not going to be able to keep it to yourself. But don't skip over your family. Your family should be right there next with you. Then. Extend that love to others to start discipling others you can't skip your family because then when once your family gets passionate about Jesus and the call that he has not only placed on your life but your family's life then you, you as a family will extend that to others your kids will begin to share about Jesus in their schools on their teams their jobs and the same with you This is a good way to start right here. Start with prayer. Start with asking God, God, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? What is it? And youth and children's ministry, he may not be calling you to that. And that's fine. That's fine. Don't step into something you're not supposed to be in. But also don't avoid something you are. Then give. If you know this is what God wants you to do, give your time. Give your energy. Don't half tell it. Go all out. Be all in. Give your time, your energy. Sometimes even your finances are going to be asked. But that's showing that, that commitment. Hey, I'm with this. I'm with this. And then start discipling. Go for it. Because like God promised the disciples, I will be with you. I will be with you. And you're not going to be by yourself. with this story. I was trying to figure out where to put this in and how to do it, but I feel like right now would be the time. But even though if you yourself, you right here, right now, you know what, Caleb? Growing up, I did not have the best relationship with my family. I don't really know how to disciple my kids because nobody discipled me. Like I said, it starts with you. You don't have to come from this long line of these biblical scholars and Christians and pastors and, and bishops and deacons and all of that. You could be the first one in your family to even come to church. Y'all know with a new kid, you run on a little bit of sleep. So emotions are high. But my family didn't have that. look at the life that my the families that my parents had I shouldn't be here I shouldn't have a relationship with Jesus but I do and it started with my parents because they knew they wanted something better for me and my sister. But it turns out, talking to my parents, and I knew a little bit about it, I just didn't know all the details. But it didn't just start with them. It started with this little old lady and her husband. They had their own kids, they had their own family, but yet they extended their love. They extended their family to Every Sunday. Alright, that's what I needed. Okay, that's what I needed. A good laugh. And they would pick my mom up every Sunday and bring her to church. Her and my uncle. Was going to take them to church. No one else was going to bring them to Jesus. They said, We will. They said, We will. They went every Sunday, picked my mom and my uncle up, brought them to church every Sunday, took them home every Sunday. To this day, that's who I call grandma and papa. No blood involved. They were at every game. (laughs) Y'all make me laugh. They were at every game. We were there every Christmas. We were there every Thanksgiving. They were at every birthday. That's my grandparents. No blood involved. But it's because they loved Jesus so much that they extended that love to my mom. And that's how we got here. My dad becomes a pastor. And what I didn't know at the same time was while they were... Picking up my, my mom and my uncle. My grandpa was teaching my dad in Sunday school. My grandpa was inviting my dad over after church to come and have lunch with them and their family. So the same couple that was there for my mom when she needed them the most. They were there for my dad even when he really didn't need them. My dad had his own parents. He had his own grandparents. That was bringing him to church. That was pouring into him. But yet they were still pouring into him. Just like they were my mom. And to this day. They are my grandparents. You can be that for, for someone. You can be that for someone. It, it starts here. It starts with you. Saying hey. Yeah I have a family. Or hey I don't have a family. But God choose me to reach these young people. Reach me to pour into these kids and in whatever area, any aspects you need me to. Use me. And church, that's a bold prayer. And you better be ready for the response. Because God has something for each and every one of you. So stop being afraid. Stop running from it. Embrace it. Walk in it. Because these kids need you. Your kids need you. Your grandkids need you. The kids you don't even know that attend this church, they need you. The kids in this community, they need you. The kids at the high school, at the middle school, at the elementary schools, they need you. They need you. I just want to pray for y'all. But I want y'all to be thinking about that question. What is it that God has for me right now? let's pray together and you pray where you are that God will, will, will answer that question for you this morning because it starts, it starts with you. Why not start today? Why not start right now? But let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you for, for everything that you've done in our lives. Father, I pray that you will just continue to be with us, that you will watch over us, Lord, in everything that we do, Father, I pray that we always set a good example for you. Lord, if you're the only Jesus people see in us, Lord, help us to set a good example. Lord, help us to be there for the young people, for the next generation. Lord, help us to love them, to care for them, to be there for them, Father. Lord, help us to to pour into them, God, because, Lord, if we don't, someone else will Lord help help us to step up to get plugged in not only in this house but in this community Lord and we thank you for your promise that you will always be with us But Lord most importantly, help us point others to you most importantly, help us to have a, a good, genuine relationship with you, Father. So that we can share with others. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Father. Thank you for the people of this house, God. People of this community. Lord, we love you we thank you, Father. In your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that message, Pastor Caleb. I
1: don't know about you, but I was challenged today. Amen. such an important message. It does start here. It starts in your home. It starts here. What we can do for this next generation. And I know that, you know, our kids know our faith and they know that we love them. But them having people like you that have been around them in children's ministries and now in youth ministries and pouring into them is huge. But even not just in this church, there's people that I know in my kids' lives that have impacted them with being an example of their faith and in their faith. And I've got a friend that he texted me yesterday and he said, I'm on, I'm on visit, uh, you guys tomorrow at nine. And I said, all right, that's awesome, man. Uh, pastor Caleb speaking. So that's good. You'll get to, you get to be a part of that. And, and, but this friend of mine, his name is Jeremy Ray. A lot of people know him as Jay Ray have kids that play baseball and you ever take them to the batter's box, you've likely seen them seen them in there. But I'm telling you about J-Ray today and he, he didn't know that this was going on. He didn't know Pastor Caleb was talking about starting in the next generation. He didn't know that I was going to come up here and do this. He'd probably kill me if, if he knew that. But Jeremy, he's a guy that a few years ago I told my son, go to him and ask him to teach you even more in your pitching. And he did. And so my oldest son started going to him and I talked to him about pitching and baseball, and he would always talk to me about ministry <laughs> and Jesus. And then we started going to lunch and we started hanging out more and he started sharing with me his heart for ministry. And then he started sharing with me the opportunity that had been opened up for him for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I don't, you may not be aware of this, but Kershaw County has never had a representative over our county for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Any representative from FCA has always come from the Midlands, from Columbia, uh, from outside of our county. But a door has been opened for him to do that to be able to be the first representative for Kershaw County. I want to share with you a testimony that a guy that he mentors shared. This young man said, I've always grown up in a Christian home, going to church on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, on Wednesday nights, was lead role in church plays from, from the outside looking in, it appeared that I was some great Christian who was very dedicated the whole time. However, I was just going through the motions. I never really paid attention to what was being said, never understanding what was going on. As I started high school, I got distracted, discouraged in my faith. There was a lot going on. I could feel myself draw away from my faith. Every Christian around me seemed to have it all figured out, looked so confident in their faith, and I wondered why it seemed that I felt different. This was around the time that I started working with Coach Ray. This was the same time that my dad was deployed for his second year in a row And there was no real male figure in my life to help me work through the doubt that was growing in my faith. Obviously, there were church members and pastors, yet I felt such a pressure to appear perfect in front of these people so they would not think less of me. With J. Ray, it was different. He let me know that no one is as solid in their faith as they appear on Sunday mornings. He let me know through stories of his own life that uphill battles against worldly things are something we all deal with. During our pitching pitching lessons, it was often more of a Bible lesson than a pitching one. We had difficult conversations that needed to be had, and I realized I was not alone in the way I thought. I finally put pride aside and listened, and I grew more spiritually in the process. I began to feel more comfortable facing the tough conversations regarding faith. I allowed myself to let down the mask of being some perfect Christian, and through this, I was finally able to grow in my faith. I allowed the words being preached to me by the people around me to sink in. I asked deeper questions and really began to have meaningful prayers. I'd put off getting baptized my entire life because I felt I wasn't good enough. Yet on August 11th, 2022, I finally realized I was always enough in the eyes of the Lord. And I was baptized on August 14th, 2022. And I'm proud to be a born again believer. I share that testimony with you to say that you can have that same impact in someone's life. You can have the same impact that Pastor Caleb is having in multiple young people. You can have the same impact that J-Ray is having. But I also share that to to throw this out at you as well this morning. You know, Pastor Caleb even mentioned that it may be in your giving that you can start by planting seeds in the next generation. For J-Ray to be fully, to be officially the representative of Kershaw County, he has to be fully funded for a year. And he's been raising funds for that. And I, I had no intention to come up here to the end of the service this week to do this until he texted me yesterday and I asked the staff about it this morning. And I just want to encourage you, if you've been looking for a missionary to support, you're going to have a local missionary right here in your hometown. Again, starting here, missions is not about airfare, it's not about luggage, although that is a part of Missions. It can start right here. And this is, a, this is a gentleman that's going to be pouring not just into students in our schools, because he can get into schools in ways that Pastor Caleb cannot, but he's also going to be pouring into the mentors who mentor our students. And that's huge. So if you've been looking for a way, if you own a business and your business looks for ways to support nonprofits, there's not one better that I can think of that's going to be pouring locally into people in our general people in this next generation, right here in our community. So I just encourage you today. He's sitting right over here, <laughs> and uh, you can find Jeremy. He's going to kill me, and just let him know. Wave at him, Jeremy. Wave, wave at him. <laughs> find him. And, and say, I want, to, I want to pour in. I want to support and I want to see what you do happen here because listen, we want to start here with our next generation. So thank you so much for being here today and I pray that this word has impacted you, has challenged you, has encouraged you. You take that story that Pastor Caleb told you and realize you don't have to have kids to make an impact in the next generation just let that stir you and move you today. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here. We just encourage you as always go be catalysts for transformation. God bless you. If you need prayer in any way today we would love for you to reach out to us. You can go to our website bwccambin.com go to our contact page. You'll find a link there to request prayer or send us anything that you would like to communicate with us today or you can also simply text the word prayer to 803- 676-7566 and we will be back in touch with you to find out how we can be in prayer for you. God bless you. We hope that you have a great week.